Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, DJ Dangerous, And it's your boy, DJ Big Bopper. And, um, you know, this week we've got a lot of news to talk about. There's been a lot of celebrities in the hospital lately. Um, some got arrested. Um, we're also going to dive a little bit into sports. And then uh, and then we also have a thing, little thing over R. Kelly that happened the other day. So, uh, But first, we're going to start with our song of the week. And I will go ahead and start. And mine is, um, you know, I've talked about the 88 Rising Tour going on and Joji and uh, Rich Brian. They uh, just went out. They were actually on Hot Ones talking about they had a new album drop uh, July 20th. So that I've been listening to that. And it really got me back into where I was listening to some of the um, Rich Brian, some of his early work. And it was Glow Like That has just been in my mind. It's one of those. It was kind of like, I guess, Post Malone's I Fall Apart kind of deals where a girlfriend broke up with him or something happened. He was done wrong. And it's just one of those songs kind of puts you in your feels, but I mean, lets you put you or gives you some perspective. And I just, I don't know. I've just been jamming to that lately. So I would like, I would encourage y'all to check out glow like that by rich Brian. And then also check out Joji in 88 rising. All right. All right. We'll do. And then, uh, mine is going to be magic in the Hamptons. Uh, it's by the social house. And then it features little Yachty. I don't know, there's just something about that song. It just gets me real pumped up. It's a good song. So we're going to jump right into some news. We're going to start out with R. Kelly actually dropped a song, I believe it was yesterday, and it was, it's titled is I Admit. And so he has, he's had a couple allegations over, uh, over his career, and I'm going to just go off of what he has said. He goes, today is the day you've been waiting for. Um, he posted that on Instagram Monday. And then he directs his followers to listen to a new 19-minute song titled I Admit, in which the singer um, directly addresses allegations levied against him over the past year. So uh, he's at accusations of sexual misconduct for the 51-year-old singer for nearly 20 years. So um, he, he's had a child pornography court case, and then he... Well, he was later acquitted to that, but it's still kind of been a thing like, has he been up doing that? Has he been doing that? What has he been into? So in the new song uploaded, he only uploaded this to SoundCloud as well. So if you're on Spotify, you wouldn't be able to listen to it. It's on YouTube, I'm sure now as well. Um, so he basically goes over and talks about all of all of the accusations against him. And he talks about everything and says what it is. He goes, um, this is a quote from it. He goes, said, I'm abusing these women. Um, that's absurd. And then he sings on admit around 1135. He goes to question some of the terms used to his alleged relationships and admits to certain um, activities. He goes, what is the definition of a cult? What is the definition of a sex slave? Go to the dictionary. Look it up. Let me know. I'll be waiting. Now I admit that I got some girls that love me to pull their hair. Now I admit I got some girls that love me to pull um, talk dirty to them and pull them head. Some like to get branded and some like me to spank him. So basically he's been, um, he's just talking about, he's had allegations that he was, he's been accused of, um, basically operating a, like a sex cult. And so there was a, a there was a Buzzfeed reporter by, uh, I believe it was his name, his name was, uh, D Rogatis. And, um, basically he said, You've been trying to destroy me for 25 whole years. And the, the r- reporter spoke to the parents of the young women who accused Kelly of operating a cult and then three former members of Kelly's inner circle. And he claimed that the singer was controlling every aspect of their lives of the six women living with him at that time. 
So, I mean, that, I, I've never even heard about this until I, I, the song came out and I was just, I haven't really given much of a listen to, I mean, it's 19 minutes, basically him just not, not so much admitting to things, but like bringing up allegations that have been put to him. And then he does admit to some things, but for the most part, it's, it's just very interesting, um, way to come out with all this stuff. So I've listened to some of it, and, and you see, I didn't know all that either, because what I've known about R. Kelly is that, um, you know, the alleged sleeping with underage women, and then the pee on you, that he peed on some girl. Yeah. So I didn't know all of that stuff. I have listened to the song, not completely, about three minutes of it, that's all I can take. I understand the concept. Um this is not a song. This is a he he put this out there like he wants to get it off his chest. He wants to let everyone know how he feels. So, um if you got 20 minutes, go listen to it. It's very repetitive. He admits a lot. Yeah, just admitting over and over and different I admit things that he has done. So and so and so. I admit so and so. I mean, it's very um I wouldn't say apologetic, but he kind of, you know, admits the things Coming he's clean. done and he explains, you know, how and why he got there. So, um yeah, I listened to about three three minutes, 38 seconds, and I think that's where I like, drew the line. Um, but, I mean, it's it, good for him for I mean, putting it out there, for getting it off his chest. It must have been on his conscience. You know, he's, like, tired of just building it up. He said, you know what, I'm going to just let it all out. I'm going to let everything know right now kind of deal. Yeah. So we find out R. Kelly finally admits to certain things. <laughs> yeah, I admit <laughs> And then, um, so another news is um, David Bowie had passed away about two years ago now. And uh, But long before he was David Bowie, he was a 16-year-old kid named David Jones. And he did lead vocals uh, on a demo tape for a band in London called The Conrads. Ooh. So um, it's, been a, it's been two years after his death. And one of his early bandmates, David um, Hadfield, has discovered an audio tape in an old breadbasket during a move. And this is the first known recording of David Bowie singing a song called I Never Dreamed. Wow. Okay. So what's happening with it? Because whatever is happening. Well, I believe they're taking it to auction and they're going to sell it at auction. Money, money, money. Yeah. It's exactly. It's kind of be like Wu-Tang's album kind of deal, like one of a kind. So we'll see if uh, Martin Shkreli comes and buys this as well. <laughs> uh, Either way, they're going to get some big money for that. So. But yeah. Um, which I'm actually really curious to see, uh, about the recording. I hope whoever buys it, you know, puts it out on at least YouTube, some streaming platform or something so we can yeah. all, so we can all hear it. But yeah, so this is like his first recording. He was 16 years old. He was no name. And he recorded, I never dreamed or not recorded. He was singing in it. So, I mean, this is really cool and it's really interesting that, uh, it's just now coming up. It's just was kind of haphazardly thrown thrown somewhere and was just now found um, over, what, 40, 50 years after it's been done. So, <laughs> I mean, I wow. think that's pretty cool, and it's definitely something I'd like to find in my basement or my attic or something. Yeah, for sure. That'd be a good <laughs> listen. I also didn't know that David uh, Bowie's uh, real name was Jones. So. Uh, David Jones. So, and I think he ended up ado- adopting David Bowie in his mid twenties when he ended up uh, making it big. I want to say, but I could be wrong on that. But not, again, rest in peace, David Bowie. Absolutely. And then I'm excited. I hope I get to listen to it. So that's also that's 
I mean, I think that's pretty cool. It's, I always like seeing that there's new stuff like, oh, a singer died. Like, well, Ma- Michael Jackson, they went through like his vault and they found like all yeah. that cool stuff. It's it's just really yeah. interesting to see where where they were going or, or not so much where they're going. Yeah. These are just projects they've done and see where they've been in their lives like as they go and what they're talking about, what they're or, singing like, about. Things that, you know, that hadn't been released, but like they were like, I don't know if I'm ready to share this with the world or I don't know if the world wants to hear this. But mm. I mean, you know, after they pass on, like. These are things that we get to hear. Exactly. So, um, I got one. You have all the details, but Takashi Six Nine did he did he get kidnapped? Was it like an actual kidnapping and jumped? Well, basically, this is how how he's. I got the. I have a report in front of me saying what his side of the his side of the story and a little bit of the police report. But basically, I'll give you like a short rundown before I really get into it. Basically, what happened? Like uh, he said, he was just walking when he got pistol whipped and like beaten thrown into a car and taken back to his house where they ended up stealing i think it was like 250 to 275 thousand dollars worth of stuff and then another 20 to 25 thousand dollars worth of cash and then they then they um took him back in the car beat him some more and then apparently while they were driving off he got the door open and rolled out and one of the one of the um guys came after him for a little bit and then was feared of being or feared of being id'd and ran back and let him escape and then he went to i think he went straight to either the hospital or the cops and um so they got away they don't really have anything on them yet that i had seen as of this morning but it's just really interesting because i'm gonna go, go through this he goes wait i have a question go ahead so, so he was picked up, mm-hmm. beat up, then t- taken back to his own house where they robbed him. Yeah, whilst, um, while his wife and kid are there. Wow. that's. But they were unharmed, reports that said they were unharmed. So um, basically he goes, here I found it. Takashi told the cops the 79th precinct he was coming home from a music video shoot around 4.30 a.m., when someone in a dark sedan bumped his Chevy near Bedford and Atlantic Avenues, two gunmen got out of the car, took a phone belonging to uh, t- belonging to Takashi, and then um, struck struck him with uh, struck him with the gun, forcing him into the car. And then it, they then drove him to Bedford. Um, I'm going to butcher this. <laughs> Stoyvesant, uh, his Sarah's home. And the mother of his child. So then he was forced to call someone inside to bring down a unspecified amount of cash and jewelry, which is now, I mean, now come up to be two hundred fifty, two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars worth of jewelry and goods, I guess, and then another twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars worth of cash. And then he managed, and then, then before putting him back in the car, and then he managed to get out of the car and reported the crime at the police station around five a.m. before going to Kings County Hospital. Is what the police said. So. um yeah, he, he posted, okay, so he posted in f- YouTube in February, said after he got into a, a, a fight and he brags about being untouchable on, on social media all the time. He goes, look at my face, it's still untouched, yo. And he's like, uh, after he, a fight at the LA airport. And then he's just been, um, well, his wife has just told, or ha- has reported that he's just, she's terrified that her baby's dad who is beefing with several rappers, including the game Trippy Red, will end up dead. Ooh. So I'm 
and rightfully so. I mean, he was beaten, robbed, and yeah. robbed, and then brought to the house. I think um, no, I don't think anyone deserves to get like jacked or jacked up like that. I think that Takashi Six Nine talks a lot, and so that that it caught up to him. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's doing okay. Glad that his family wasn't hurt. Um, well, she says, uh, Sarah goes to say that last night was a real wake up call. And the fact that it happened right on my doorstep with my child sleeping inside really scared me. Um, he's been beefing with so many people now that it feels like it can only end badly is a direct quote from her. And, um, a lot of people are just think that it's a publicity stunt for a new single that he's supposed to be releasing with Nicki Minaj on Sunday. But uh, I don't really think so. I've seen some of the pictures, and he looks pretty beat up. So I don't think that is a staged thing. But I mean, I could be wrong. But no, I don't think it was staged either. Um, like I said, I'm glad no one deserves to get beat up like this. Um, like I said, I think he talks a lot. So I think that's probably you know why somebody said, "Okay, you're all talk, I'm all action." But I'm glad that he's doing okay. I, I'm curious to see, is he going to tone down uh, how he is definitely on social media? He's like, I remember there was a, a video of him. He was like saying he, he's the new king of like Chicago. He's the king of, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it New York new or York, Chicago? One of the two. One of them. And I'm just like, man, I'm just thinking to myself, I was like, this guy is going to get shot. No, yeah. Like, honestly, like, I'm really not surprised not surprised at all i think my first reaction was it's about time but not like a in a he deserves away just like a he you know talking all that crap is just, uh, you know how the hip-hop game mm-hmm. is talking all that crap is gonna get you beat up and it did get him beat up so i think that um i think that the baby mama wife is it i think is gonna be the one to tell him look you gotta stop talking so much trash mm-hmm. and i think that's i mean i think that's definitely what's gonna happen i mean if i uh, if I were to be in that position, you know, and I'd been talking all this crap and then I get jumped and there's nothing I can do about it. You know, I got beat. I got brought to my house, like robbed in front of my kid, my wife. You know, I'd probably, you know, switch up of how I'm yeah. acting, you know, make make a couple life changes. Make a, a couple songs about being grateful, you know, <laughs> you know and just try to try to like stay away from making people want to fight you all the time. And then uh, so Kanye got into the hospital he got admitted to the hospital um when i was so people didn't know why evidently now we know that it's what because of mm-hmm. flu symptoms or because he has the flu mm-hmm. yeah the he was admitted or i'm sorry kim kardashian admitted kanye to the hospital july 22nd and then they later clarified it was because he had the flu so trying to be proactive about it i think that and see this is the thing i could believe that but I also know who Chris Jenner is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. There's been a lot of talk recently about Kanye's mental health. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that that could also. I don't know, though. We don't know. We well, don't there's know. been a lot of different things. I mean, they've. Kanye and Kim Kardashian have kind of been having um, a rocky, rocky relationship this past like year, definitely. And, and I don't know if it is just because of him. And his uh, mental condition, I mean, earlier this year, he had a mental breakdown. Uh, it was just a lot of things. He was saying it was like stress, competing artists, thinking he was being manipulated and all these different things. And he talks about that on Ye. Um, he talked about a little bit about, um, like, he's done interviews where he said that he was diagnosed with a mental condition at like 39. and But he never said what it was. But on Ye, he hints at bipolar and just like seeing 
him and the way like that he's been doing lately i kind of believe as well that it's probably bipolar disorder mm-hmm. but you know on his album he says it's not um a disability it's a superpower so um like we i don't know why he's in the hospital it definitely like she said flu that, mm-hmm. that could definitely be it i su- i just know how chris jenner's brain works mm-hmm. so she's like tell everyone it's the flu cam who gets the flu in the summer <laughs> no i'm just playing people do but you know what i'm saying so i i, I don't know um yeah, but I hope wish he, him the best of health speedy recovery absolutely uh somebody else was hospitalized yesterday mm-hmm. that, was, had, that was scary and that came up on my uh, on my news feed and i was ex- extremely uh i was extremely surprised to see that demi lovato had had a par- overdose on heroin yeah um my god as soon as i got that notification my heart i'd like what um she has been so open about her her struggle with drugs mm-hmm. um, in the past recently and just like um, like she recently had her six year anniversary of being sober. And then a couple months ago, she mm, I want to say it was like a month and a half ago. She put mm-hmm. out a song called Sober and it was basically about how she's not sober anymore and about how she's um, sorry. Like she apologizes to her parents and her fans and everyone, you know, future lover and stuff like that about how she's sorry that she's not sober anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just um, getting that notification was the scariest thing to me, especially because all the story said was Demi Lovato hospitalized after heroin overdose. And I was like, what? And then um, Bob texted me about it and he was like, oh, my God, like what, what just happened? And I literally right before I got your text, I got a notification that said that she was stable. And no, I was no, like, I was like God. I was like, dude, I just saw it because I was working in an event last night. Um, I was working and I was doing a remote broadcast and, it's, and I, that came up. And I was like, oh my gosh, Charday. Like, Demi Lovato is in the hospital. It, it, I, I'm like, I didn't even know that she was not sober anymore. I didn't yeah. know she was struggling with this anymore. And that really caught me off guard. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's the thing about drug addiction. And um, I've never, you know, suffered from a drug addiction. Um, but just like other addictions, it's something that you suffer with for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So you can be sober for six years and then have a slip up and fall right back into it. Um, Jeez. I just, it's so crazy to me. You know, you, you don't know, like, she's definitely one of my favorite artists, one of my favorite mm-hmm. people. And like, you don't know the internal struggle that people are having. Right. You know? And I don't know. It It also just made me think about like... The like because after you know after this came out there were so many different messages like of love and support of course from the fans but also um, I saw a post on Facebook earlier and it said um, drug addiction is not a disease it's a choice and while I don't know I kind of wanted to get your take because while I don't necessarily agree I do almost agree I don't agree well, with the full message I think that the first time you do a drug you choose to do it. I, but I do understand that after you have that drug, you're mm-hmm. chasing that high. Well, I I personally don't really know um, much about it. Like I've never had a drug addiction. However, my brother has or is a recovering addict, and he just kind of tell me from what I had heard, like um, that he had talked about it and opened up. He was like, "Man, the first thing he did, he got out of rehab and he came to." My parents brought him to his house or brought him back to our house. The first thing he did is I had 
I've had some medications that I've left in my room. And the first thing he did was go take my pain medicines, take my um, take my Concerta, take different pills that I had. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing he, he did. Just, like, like yeah. Wow. That was the first thing he did. And it's just, um, I don't know, very... It's something so, like, on the outside of it, because, like you said, you've never personally experienced mm-hmm. a drug addiction. Me neither. And so, like, from the outside, it's so easy to say, just don't take drugs anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not easy to do. I'm watching uh, a show called Nurse Jackie now. And so, if you've never seen it, it's actually a really good show. It used to come on HBO. Okay. Basically, the premise of the show is that Jackie is a nurse. Mm-hmm. She's a mother and a wife. And she works so hard, like 12 hours a day while she's at work nursing. And then she comes home and helps the family and everything. Mm-hmm. And she's a drug addict. Okay. And her family doesn't know. Um, her best friend at work, who's a doctor, doesn't know. Um, her, The guy that she's sleeping with doesn't know. He's a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go figure. And so um, the this show is kind of just like, I think it was good. It came out like in the... Uh, early to no, I want to say the late two thousands, mm-hmm. like two thousand nine or so, uh, two thousand maybe two thousand eight. But basically, it kind of makes you kind of see yourself in them because, like, this woman is you know she's doing um she's working this you know every day she's a functioning drug addict. Mm-hmm. But you also like see the moments like when she's not able to get her pills, like you see how right. tense she is, or you see like how she'll go and like drink mouthwash like two bottles of mouthwash chug some cough syrup to like get a high back mm-hmm. and she gets such a high tolerance that nothing will do it for her. in the episode i just watched her daughter um suffers from anxiety so she had to get xanax and it's such a low dosage and it's such a um a small amount of pills but um at that point she'd been clean for about a week completely yeah. and she couldn't do it and she downed the whole bottle oh, Lord. and was fine like that did nothing to her because she'd built up such a tolerance right and so like when i hear about overdoses and stuff like that people are like you know if you overdose you're trying to kill yourself but it's not necessarily that so it's it's basically like how they're overdosing is that they're not feeling the effect of the drug so they keep taking and taking and taking exactly. until they're okay. sen- they're sensitized they're desensitized to it so um that's like it's kind of like people who don't like spicy things mm-hmm. versus people who do I'm going to keep dousing hot sauce on my stuff until, you know, I feel the spice versus someone who, yeah, you sure know, don't. doesn't sure even don't. like, doesn't even like pepper. So <laughs> uh, that's not really a good drug analogy, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just think that, that drugs are such a, um, I think we need to talk about it. I well, think it's a, it's just a addiction, crazy addiction and drug addiction is just so crazy concepts because it's so rampant. With not just, um, and this is what people think, it's just like alcoholism. Alcohol is a drug. Alcoholism. Absolutely alcohol is a drug. Alcohol is a regulated drug. Mm-hmm. I mean, prescription pills, like that. Those are regulated drugs. That, but alcohol and pills kill more people every year than weed does. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like uh, it's such a taboo thing to talk about. Like it's, nobody wants to talk about drugs. No one talks about drug addiction. Mm-hmm. But it's more prevalent than you know. And it has more of an impact than you think. You, like the research had said, like thirty percent of the people you know has s- battled some sort of addiction. Absolutely, and I believe that one hundred percent. And I hadn't personally, um, I hadn't personally really known about it until like my brother. 
And that's where I've kind of started to uh, learn a little bit about more drug addictions. Because he, he would tell me, he was like, man, I, I've been doing this drug. And when I when I didn't have it, like, you do whatever you can. Like, I take pills. I drink I, everything yeah. to try to feel that. And I'm just like, and to me, and to me, I, it's easy to say, like, that's just, still it. Don't do that. Yeah, just it's, stop. But, but you can't just stop. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like. Like I said earlier, like you have a drug one time and then depending on how you reacted to that drug, like you'll chase that high. But you also like drug or addicts, they don't think. Yeah. Like if, And then there's an aspect of having an addictive personality mm-hmm. as well. That, that like, is that's genetically true. some people are born that more susceptible to drugs. Like mm-hmm. if they if they start they won't be able to stop genetically. And I, I've been I'm blessed that I don't have an addictive personality. Like I can't even get addicted to smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. I don't like cigarettes. I think they're disgusting. But I, I wouldn't even be able to get addicted to that. So, um, but I also think that addiction and mental health almost go hand in hand, just because of number one how they're perceived, mm-hmm. and number two how it's treated. You know, mental health nine times out of ten is going to be treated with 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 drugs, right? And, with and then prescribed or not? And, and where and where do they draw the line there? Because you know, if they have this drug addiction problem, like giving them a drug to battle that, then they could get addicted to that and just exactly. taking that. And it's just, it's one of those things. It's never ending thing. And like I've seen, because I went home and I saw my brother has like six prescriptions, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, one <laughs> you just prescribed the drug addict drugs. I like. know. I was just like, and um. My parents pretty much keep a hold on that so he can't abuse them. But, and I, I don't think that he would abuse them if he could. I, I or at least I, I like to hope. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, I don't know really how that works. But, and it's just, to me, it's, I've never, to me as a normal person, it's so hard to, to imagine that. Because I've never had to go around just like, oh, well, I need to schedule everything around this yes okay because like i'm i'm watching nurse jackie right Mm -hmm. and she literally is like running low on these pills right Mm -hmm. and like in at one point in like i don't know what season i'm on but like in one of the earlier seasons like she goes she has her own p.o box and like pulls out her bill and her she's like a 630 dollar bill and granted this was years ago so like drugs were cheaper Mm -hmm. but like of all these like medications because she's got different aliases and different prescriptions right and so um like, she gets to a point where she's got these blue pills now that she's taking, and she literally takes five of them a day. Dear Lord. And um, she, like, hides them in the roof in a room of a ho- of the hospital that she works at. And, like, she pulls them out and, like, starts, like, throwing them on a calendar. And she's, like, basically has barely enough to make it through the week, but next week she's toast. And I'm, like, I don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like the only thing that we can almost equivalent that to is money. Yeah. But, but you can control that. Yeah. Like I can con- I'm not addicted to spending money. I can constant con I can stand here and say like I'm not going to spend money today, which I am. I'm yeah. going to go to lunch. But still, you know what I mean? Like So I don't know. I feel like I the only thing that I could ever compare it to and I but I don't have an addictive personality and I never feel like I can always stop and be like, "Oh crap." Like Yeah, you know, you know your limits. Because I used to I guess I'm basically, I guess this was technically, I guess, would be classified as an addiction as they classify addictions was mm-hmm. I used to play World of Warcraft religiously. Oh, yeah, in like, yeah. Um, 
so, yeah, that's an addiction too. And I was like a, online. I was a top, um, I was a top contributor. I was like number one tank in my guild. Like we were one, number one guild in our servers for rating, and like to be this competitive to where you're going to be the first to like beat something. Like you're playing nonstop. You're yeah. doing everything to gear your person, just nonstop playing. And then I, I realized like I sat back one day and I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I am planning my uh, work schedule around playing video games. Yeah. I am planning my school schedule around <laughs> playing World of Warcraft. And I was like, yo, I need to stop this. This isn't good. This is unhealthy. Yeah. And I quit it. I quit it. I just, I quit wow, that, that day. Yeah. And I haven't played since. And that's, that's why I feel like I, I've struggled with talking to my brother is because I feel like... um. I was like, man, you just need to realize that you have a problem and yeah. then fix it. Which I mean, I guess he's done a little bit too, a little too late. Yeah. But it's just that's why I I feel like my brother has my brother definitely has an addictive personality and I do not. So that's why sometimes I struggle to understand him, understand and kind of communicate that with him. I get that for sure. But I, it's it, it's definitely hard. I mean, it's hard on my parents. It's hard on the family. And you just got to work with them. Like, yeah. If you know a friend who's a drug addict, you just got to work with them. I mean, even if they go through withdrawals and they're going to hate you, they're going to call you names. Yeah. In the end, it's, they're going to they're gonna appreciate it. And relapses happen. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't get mad at them. Yes. You cannot get say. mad at them. It's You have to be supportive. It's mm-hmm. just like, okay, I guess kind of like training a puppy. Like, you're supposed to give them positive reinforcements, not negative reinforcements. And that's the thing. You are kind of training someone to to live Mm -hmm. without this thing Exactly. This thing that was getting them through it before, they can't do anymore. And and what they they say a lot lot of times as well is that they kind of revert to a point in their life that when they weren't doing drugs, Mm -hmm. which I noticed my my brother, like, he, he... Degra- I wouldn't say degraded, like, but he definitely, like, all of his hobbies now is like collecting Pokemon cards, Pokemon stuff, like, just things that he used to play as a kid. And it's mm-hmm. just odd to me. It's odd to me until like my parents really like kind of explain to me it how to it works. So I mean, there, it is really it's hard. It's it's a lot of different changes. There's a lot of resources online to help if you're battling with addiction or if your friend's battling with addiction. There's resources online of what to do and how to help and just things like that. So definitely make it take. Take it out, or definitely go look at it, and then just remember: like, if they do relapse, you can't get mad. You cannot get angry yeah. with them. They will not respond to anger. You have to think about how you'd want someone mm-hmm. to respond to you. Um, you have to think of kind of try to put yourself in their shoes. And if you were in a situation where you felt like you were upset, you wouldn't want someone to respond that way. You wouldn't want someone to uh, mm-hmm. yell at you. Uh, what we will do is go ahead and put those resources in the link yes, in the we- description box. So um, if you guys are out there needing help or know someone needing help, um, you can't pull an office from Mm -hmm. or you can't pull a Michael from the office and just like try to voluntarily take Meredith to uh, rehab because she doesn't want to (laughs) go. And you also you can't make someone quit an addiction that they don't want to quit. You you can't force them to do anything. You can't force them to go. But a lot of definitely if they're recovering and they do relapse, they don't want to do this. They yeah. do not want to do this. So if you're yelling at them, that's not going to help because they don't want to do this either. They just sit down and be like, hey, 
talk to like why talk to them what like how what? are you feeling how can i make it better yeah like what what if they if they were to relapse like hey wh- how, what how what were you feeling to make you feel like you needed to do this like wh- what what's going on like talk to me yeah and, uh, and it's a slow process and it's not going to happen overnight but eventually they'll get better so it, it's so cliche but it gets better and i've noticed that um because I, i've noticed over the past four years my parents have been very strange about everything that's going on with my brother and it's been um since they've had him back i mean his quality of life has definitely improved you know Good. um his mental health is returning more and more um the only thing only issue i have is that they prescribe him so many pills yeah and that's the thing i think that um I don't know if you guys know this, probably not, but um, I'm in school for communications right now, but eventually I'm coming back to get a master's and hopefully a doctorate in psychology and counseling. Um, So I highly, when I think about addiction and things like that, I don't um, necessarily, I understand that, you know, it's it's the pathways and -hmm. drugs will change things and stuff like that. But I also really believe in um, therapy and counseling, and I feel like talking to someone makes it just a little bit better. I know it's not going to fix everything, but one conversation can change your life. Mm-hmm. I highly believe that. So Definitely. Um, something that we wanted – we've been talking a little bit about um, – no, I wouldn't even say a little bit. We've talked a lot about Spotify's mm-hmm. you know, rules and then backtracking those rules, and we've voiced our opinions on it, but we actually – um, kind of had it happen to us on Monday. Mm-hmm. So we got an email. It was about a song that was in our system. Um, we did not know, but apparently one of the singers in the song had done some heinous crimes. Um, he was um, he was accused and he was con- he was accused, accused and convicted. Okay, accused, sentenced, charged, convicted. Yes, of um, child molestation underage sex with a or sex with an underage minor um getting or producing cocaine to minors and even getting uh allegedly a baby high on cocaine or and just terrible things and the more that we kind of looked into it the more i was just like okay like i get this i understand and so yeah so what sparked it was because um uh, the song played a song by this guy's band played and then, so this guy emailed us and basically told us, um, I don't know if you know this, this guy has done these things. Um, he was very confrontative about it and wanted to, like, mm-hmm. come up here. He was and, like, if you do not pull this song, I'm going to come up there and launch a formal complaint in person. And, I mean, I don't think that was completely necessary, but um, we did talk about it. And um, eventually we, you know, decided to pull the song. Mm-hmm. I... I told him I was I was completely ready to pull the song in general, um, but then we kind of like got into where do you draw the line, and I think Spotify was trying to find that line. I kind of mm-hmm. understand more what they were doing now, since we kind of got approached with that same situation, and we kind of just wanted to know like what do you guys think? Like what do you think that line is? Because I I don't really kind of have one. I'm really well, riding the line all the time. We they're, what do you, we're what trying do you to think? draw the line because if you were trying to say okay, if they're talking about. You know, drugs or I, yeah, murder I, that takes out like, I don't know, over half of our hip hop and R&B and then over half of our rock. Because exactly. And I was trying to say, I don't think like drug charges, 
No, I think that where I kind of draw the line is where you like induce bodily harm against um, others or, you know, things like that. I think. And another thing I said was um, if it's brought up to us, like because we because then Lance started talking about Chris Brown. He said, let's take every Chris Brown song out of the system. And I said, honestly, when you think about stuff like this, the reason you you take that away or you is to demonetize this person mm-hmm. and to stop giving them power um i said i think the public has forgiven chris brown i know some people who will never listen to his stuff anymore i know some people who are still big fans of his i think that in the way that this guy brought it to us and he emailed us and said this made him uncomfortable like i said he didn't have to be as confrontative as yeah, he was i agree but um you know I'm, I'm glad that he let us know and that it makes him feel uncomfortable. And so, you know, we can do something about it. And I think that, you know, I don't think it's a, it's one of those things I don't think you kind of can, can draw. Like, I, I told him 100% sexual misconduct with a child. No, yeah, absolutely like, not. Pull that out. Exactly. And it's just like, I feel like it's a case-by-case basis. Like, yeah. a lot of these things, like, we don't know. We don't do individual research on every single band member. So, I mean, as it's brought up to us, it as it was or as it is brought up to us we will look into it and saying like first thing i did google this dude he's like 50 years in jail for underage sex with several minors getting kids high on cocaine i was like okay well i don't really need to go any more detail on that i don't i agree that i agree that i shouldn't be airing him yeah i we shouldn't be giving him um our time and and money on on things that um i mean you're just going too far and mm-hmm. i think it's it's a thing about uh setting an example because at the end of the day you are a, a you know you're a celebrity whether you're uh in music an influencer things like that you know that you're setting an example you the the word influencer literally means that you know that you know people are going to look up to well, you. Well, he has the power of being the star to be or to being a rock star to be able to influence these young people to do what he wants. Exactly. And that is abuse of power and that is just against I feel like a lot of artists like they they want to use this power to enlighten bring people up and then there's people like this who um definitely take it the other way and abuse it and wrong people with it and then i feel like as i said it's case by case as it's brought up to us because we don't do individual research and everything but if it comes up like forge a complaint to us lodge a complaint let us know and and we'll look into it we'll talk about it and uh i mean if it's something that we think should um you know happen it'll happen and i feel like we're pretty much unanimous on yeah that was that guy's really terrible he's done her heinous crimes he doesn't need to be on our system yeah so um did you have a taylor swift story i did have a taylor swift story actually uh, we have taylor swift is the youngest female ever to get over 700 million dollars just from her tours alone so she had um her first tour was 125 million her second one was 134 million um, red was 150 million. Uh, 1984 was 253 million, and they all totaled to an uh, 758 million in total. So I mean, she is the youngest at 28 to get 700 million dollars, 
from just performances and tours alone. So, so and when you think about that, you're like, seven hundred million dollars is really not a lot of money. Well, I mean, no, I'm oh, thinking about it like <laughs> that's a lot of money, but that's just from her tours. Yeah. So sh- this is like that's. That's not including uh, royalties from music. That's not including CD sales. That's not uh, streaming. This is simply from touring. And I mean, $138 million in a year from touring. Yeah, her net worth is 280 mil. So, I mean, but, and so I was talking about this and I was like, wow, you know, but when you think about it, that that is a lot. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, and she has what, like five tours now? She's done five tours, mm-hmm. five albums. Well, she's been around since 2004. Okay. So like, I think, what did I say? I said 16, but she was 14, I guess, when she first started. That's not to say that's when her first album came out, but that's when she first started. Um, That's when she signed with um, Big Machine, and then um, her self-debut album came out in 2006, and that's when um, our song came out. And I think another thing that Taylor Swift has done really well, I think, is her albums, because... I'm not going to compare her to any hip-hop albums just because, mm-hmm. you know, the numbers are always skew anyways. But the amount, I'll say the amount of songs, like she'll release a couple singles from the album, but then you'll listen to the whole album and you'll like pretty much the whole album. Yeah. You know, versus like um, a hip-hop album will come out and you're like, okay, dope, I'm going to listen to the whole thing the first time. And then you'll be like, oh, um, I like this song, this song, and this song. Mm. Like I, um, I bought Reputation and I still listen to it. Like... If I'm going home, I'll I'll play that in the car and I'll listen to the whole thing twice. Like, you know, I I like genuinely. I think she's she she does music good. <laughs> <laughs> it is enjoyable. <laughs> it is enjoyable. So um, yeah. Oh, and then I saw this other story and I thought it was hilarious. Right. So you know the Big Sean song. I don't blank yeah. with you, which reminds me of that. What movie? Oh, you have you seen Fist Fight? Mm-hmm. When uh, Charlie Day. And his daughter get up on stage and sing that song. Yep. It's so funny. Well, you know that song um, was about Naya Rivera, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, what song was he goes? My new girl on Glee and probably making more. That's um, <laughs> all me. So with Drake. Um, so you know the song, the show Lip Sync Battle, right? Yes. With uh, Chrissy Teigen and LL Cool J hosting. Mm-hmm. She gets on that show, right? What song does she perform? The Big Sean song? I don't... You. Literally about her. This woman has balls. She gets up there and performs this song about herself. And it's so good. I've always loved Naira Rivera, though. Even in Glee. Mm. And so, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I thought that was hilarious. She's married now. Her ring is huge. But I don't know. I just always thought it was funny. And then, um... Triple X is in the news some more. He's gone. But he's in the news some Mm -hmm. more. Um... They've indicted four men in his murder. Have they officially, have they released anything on, um, in, any more information about that? Or is it just indicted, indictments? Um, they were indicted by a grand jury. Okay. So still, we got an update. We got four, ac- or four accusers. So we still got, we still have four to men. go to, to trial and see exactly what happened, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think it's crazy because there's also still some conspiracy theories out there that, He's on an island somewhere. Well, mm, I don't. Well, I, don't I know I there was that conspiracy. There was the conspiracy theory about uh, Drake set up the hit, and that one. I mean, it's obscure, but it's gonna. It is kind of interesting how the lyrics. He thinks fall. SMS triple X, but I'm telling you, just think about the it. The only time he shoot below the neck. 
Okay, yeah. SMS triple X. The only time I shoot below the neck. I'm thinking of it in a way different, more perverted way. And I think that's how it was meant. Yeah, probably. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. Most definitely, probably. But the way that it just, just the timing of it all. Oh, I, I know it's, I know the real meaning. Yeah. But it's just funny, like, there's one of those conspiracy theories and conspiracy that's what theories. yes one of the conspiracy theories and that and it was just funny like they they most of the time they have zero merit but it's kind of funny it was just a little um coincidental yeah uh, again it it's not related to that by any means it's just kind of funny that that's how it draw or that's how that's how it was taken because of everything yeah. i just find that kind of interesting and then I do have some uh, sports news. I don't know if you know, Bob, are you a big, big sports guy? Um, I mean, I would consider myself a decent when it comes to, like, at least football. Okay. <laughs> well, camps are starting back. And mm-hmm. if you know me, you know I'm a Cowboys fan. I watch every single game. I'm going to try and make it to a game this year. Um, but I was watching the news, and I saw that people – are uh, expecting the Browns to do pretty decent this oh, year. Oh, really? He's a baker. Well, hmm. I had a conversation with my dad about this, and I said, I think that the Browns will win three games. My dad said three games. He said he'll give them three games. And I said, okay. And those three games are either going to be right, jump the gun right out of the gate, like first three games of the season, and then they're going to go downhill, or they're going to keep getting better and better and better and start with no wins and then win the last three games. There's no in between. Yeah, we'll see because we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of it, there's other variables like injuries. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. And I mean, I think that they're just like pride and joy is the mm-hmm. fact that that Baker will be there. Yeah. So um, he'll be back. Also, so in the that's NFL. They're just starting mini camps right now. Their trade deadlines and are and everything are done. Um, did they did they show who's going to be on the um, the next uh, uh, hard knocks camp? Camp Hard Knocks? No, I don't think so, but they did... Because um, I know two years ago it was the Houston Texans. Whoop. But... Oh, you know what else got released? Hmm. The the soundtrack from Madden 19. Oh, really? Let's see. We got some uh, Little Baby, some Little Skies. Okay. Migos. Post Malone's on there. Ball for me. That one with Nicki hey, Imagine Nash. that. Post Malone near the end of the... <laughs> near the end of our podcast. Right? It always happens. Um, Pusha T's on there. Ooh, so is Denzel Curry, designer. Denzel Curry, is it Ultimate? Sumo. Oh, dang, I was wrong. <laughs> Cardi B's on there. A money bag. Uh, let's see. Young Thug and Young Ma. Okay. So, I, you know, I'm I'm about to get a PS4, finally. It's a pretty good... So, I'm going to get Madden. Pretty good soundtrack, too. And then, yeah, right? It sounds pretty decent. It'll be pretty good. We'll hype you up. And then, so NBA news, they're, they're still doing trades. Okay, NBA news, number one, we got Carmelo Anthony coming to the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Boom, baby. Honestly, so I don't know. Carmelo Anthony's not a bad player. He's not the greatest, but he's not the worst. And no, I, I think, feel like he's going to. I think he'll do something for the Rockets. I, he's he's not like, he's not a great player, but he's a good player, and I yeah. feel like they're gonna put him into position, and he's gonna do very well. And I think he can compliment Harden as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think they'll they'll work really well together. That's why I think not not get one of like I don't know, like if you were to get LeBron or um, even Russell Westbrook kind of thing, where they're the, you know they're the heads, they're the leaders kind of deal. 
um, they kind of butt heads with Harden. But I feel like Carmelo Anthony, he's more of a a, a upper mid tier player. So yeah. he he doesn't yeah, need mid tier. Yeah, that's a good way to describe. So he doesn't need to be. Um, he doesn't need to be the star. So I feel like he's got a lot better teamwork than the other ones. So I feel like it's going to complement. And I and I hope that we end up winning this year. Well, the uh, Spurs just lost Tony Parker. Mm-hmm. Tony Parker's been with the Spurs for forever. They just lost him. He's going to Charlotte. He's going to play for the Hornets. Who did they end up um, trading for him with? I don't know. That's odd. And he, and he ended up going to Charlotte's out of People everything. calling him a ring chaser. <laughs> and then somebody said, bro, how are you calling him a ring chaser? The Hornets probably won't even make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And I was, like, I was thinking, I was like, I've never, the Hornets have never been. I but, mean, I mean, I can't, I, I honestly could not, um, I can't say anything. If if there was a chance that if I could transfer teams to get a ring, I probably would. So, um, I was listening to... Uh, I was listening to the radio this morning on my way into work, and Dwayne Wade's in China right now mm-hmm. doing some stuff. China offered him a twenty-five million one-year deal. Oh, I take it one year. Absolutely, twenty-five mil. Yeah. I would take that. One hundred. Because you also got to think the competition in China is nothing compared to the NBA. Nothing exactly. So twenty-five million, go over there and just like basically you're, ball. You're just going ball against. Out. You're going against uh, like. Um, the G- NBA Junior League. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? pretty much. I love watching the Summer Olympics because when the U.S. plays China, dude, it's so bad. We're just dunking on everybody anytime. And then, okay, so Dirk is coming back. He signed a one-year, I think, $5 million, mm-hmm. which makes him the uh, longest player, or the, it's like the, uh, the player who played with the franchise, with one franchise for the longest, it's like 21 years. Dear Lord. Yeah, because I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's been Mavericks playing since he was the, like 19. I think the Mavericks are the only team he's ever played with. Yeah, he's been playing since he's like 19. He's like 40-something, right? Uh, yeah, he's getting up there. And then I also saw that if he plays one more year, he'll be uh, like the first player and the only player to play in like four decades. Because it'd be... Yeah, 2020. Well, yeah. two more years, 2019, So Well, yeah, but he's already done for next year. Oh, yeah. So if he signs an extension after that. I also saw Kevin Love is has opted to do a contract extension because I want to say, I think when he signed his contract for mm-hmm. the Cavs, I want to say it was like a one-year deal. How long uh, has he been with the Cavs? One or two? Uh, I think it's been for two years now. Well, he signed a five-year extension. Guess how much money? Uh, $35 million. $120. Woo! He's getting, For five years? He's getting money. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And now that, uh, you know, Braun Braun's gone, he's going he's gonna to step it up. And see, Dwayne Wade's at Miami, right? He's mm-hmm. in Miami still? Yeah. I don't know. If I were him, I'd consider playing in China. They, uh, they ain't got nothing to lose. Yeah, I mean twenty five. It's twenty five million to go. Go. It's like okay. Let's say you're playing high school sports, right? You got your varsity team. You're basically going against like the JV team. Yeah, pretty much. That's I mean, pretty much what's happening. Exactly what he's about to go do. And so I, I twenty five million to go over there and just stomp on people. Yeah, I'd do it. I would do it <laughs> to just stomp on people. Yeah, basically, because you got to think about it. Like they're. I mean, you can see it in the Olympics. You were talking about ever since they uh, they allowed NBA or 
allowed professional athletes, not just college athletes, to play, it's just been no contest. Yeah. Except for, I'm sorry, that one year that we had, like, a bunch of major stars. I can't remember what it was, and then we ended up losing. <laughs> and then we the next year we had the Dream Team. Yeah. yeah I was just, uh, but. Um, we covered a lot today. We covered a, a couple heavy topics. Like we said, guys, give us your opinion um, on, you know, the line, I guess. Mm-hmm. Where to draw the line. Where do you think the line should be drawn? Um, that's just, you know, kind of what we think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's us thinking as, number one, people who listen to music, but more importantly, people who run a station. Yeah. So, you know, we, at the end of the day, think about, you know, we, we've got to play music no matter what. So what can we play, you know? Um, but, you know, let us know what you guys think. Um, and like I said, we're going to have um, links in the description box. If you or anyone you know is suffering with addiction, um, get some help for definitely. them. And definitely even, be there for them. Even if it's just a conversation, you know, you never know what that conversation could do. Exactly. So, so like you said, I know we talked about a lot of heavy topics today. It was a little bit a little bit different than what we normally do. But I, we both agreed that we felt like it needed to be addressed it's so prevalent and it's happening and um i'm the type of person that i think that conversations need to be had um i don't think that hiding sweeping anything under the rug is not doing anything but keeping your house dirty exactly and it, it, it's just something that me i personally ha- i deal with because my brother's an addict so um i definitely feel like it needs to be addressed and talked to and talked about is because a lot of people they either are in denial they just don't think it's going on or they think it's just going to get better it, it doesn't you need you, you need to help them but again <laughs> we're going to get off that we will be back next wednesday on wave of the planet and hopefully we have a lot uh I guess happier news happier to talk news, about. Happier topics. If you guys want to hear a show about anything special in particular, let us know. And I, and I know she was talking about the soundtrack of the new Madden 19. I'm actually going to go check out a, a couple games. I kind of want to talk about music and video games. I think I actually am going to end up talking, about, starting that up next week. So stay tuned. I have a couple new segments. I think I I talked about um, wanting to start maybe um, talking about. Because I, I like to travel. So, like, music and traveling or, like, music from a certain place or about a certain place and how it, you know, makes you feel and stuff like that. So, new segments coming, guys. So, stay tuned. Uh, we're only going to continue to grow and continue to inform you about different things and the music news and just different things about elements of music in general. Yes, yeah, episode six. Thanks for keep listening. Thanks for keeping... Thanks for listening. <laughs> that's that's how it goes, I think. Thanks for listening, guys. Of course, we love y'all and uh, appreciate y'all. And we will see y'all next week at Wave of the Planet. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe for updates when new episodes drop. And follow our station on Twitter and on Facebook at The Planet 107 to see everything going on at Tarleton Radio.